Right, I can't be bothered to type, so I'm just going to voice note. Hello, 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 everyone. We are back with a new format, a new concept for Juicy Conversations. This is, again, another solo app, but we have uh, a few... Uh, episodes with guests that I'm really excited about coming up. But yes, I wanted to launch this new format called the Juicy Voice Notes, which is just a chance for me to kind of come on and talk about whatever has been going on in the news. Um, Today we'll be talking about something more pop culture focused, but as is always the case with my podcast, it could be anything ranging from politics to social justice to pop culture to mental health to adulting it's just a shorter format for me to come on and the hook is as you would have heard in the intro if I'm not feeling up to writing a post or writing an article about it or it's a very niche or specific topic that I don't think would work as a longer format voice notes just give me an opportunity to discuss it very quickly and that's that so yeah uh, as it's supposed to be short let's get right into it. So today, to be fair, reading the title on my notes, I didn't think that Juicy Conversations would ever speak about such things. But here we are. Here we are, because apparently absolutely anything can become a social debate. So yeah, today we're talking about Lilo and Stitch. We're talking about Little Mermaid. We're talking about representation and diversity overall in the media, in the entertainment industry, and more specifically here in um, cartoons, movies, media just targeted at children. So just as a bit of background, um, you might have heard about this already. It's been all over Twitter, all over TikTok. But if you haven't, Disney recently announced that a Lilo and Stitch live action was in the making. Um, And with that, some of the cast was revealed. What really sparked controversy and what we're going to be talking about in more detail today is when it came to Disney's casting of some of the characters. For context to anyone that hasn't seen Lilo and Stitch, it is based in Hawaii. Lilo and her sister who are key characters in the movie. And Hawaiian culture heavily influences the plot and form a big part of the intrigue. So obviously, you would think, considering this, that people of Hawaiian heritage would be cast to play those roles. And this is where the controversy started. So on social media, a lot of people question some of the casting, specifically the casting of Nani, who is Lilo's older sister. So in the animation, for anybody that hasn't seen it, Nani is a dark-skinned Hawaiian woman with a curvaceous body. So she is considered to have to have physical features that would be closer to what dark indigenous Hawaiian people look like. And on the contrary, um, the actress Sydney Agudong, who was cast to play her, is none of those things. She is a much lighter skin and much slimmer woman. Before I even go any further, I just want to preface everything by saying that it's not about questioning Sydney Agudong's heritage. It's not about attacking her, about body shaming her, about saying she doesn't deserve this this goes way beyond her. So I just want to put a little disclaimer. And I will also say that from research I've done, Sydney Agudong is a British Irish woman with Hawaiian and Filipino ancestry. And I'm pretty sure she was born and raised in Hawaii because a lot of people within those conversations have kind of like questioned and passed judgment on her heritage, her racial identity, um, have outright body shamed her. And that's absolutely not what we're going to do. We can very much talk about the many issues behind the casting choices made by Disney without attacking a person. But yeah, so just for context, you've got the character in the animation that physically looks a certain way and then the actress cast to play her in the live action that looks very different. 
And yes, unfortunately, this is a problem for many reasons. There's obviously many layers to the arguments. So let's start with like the baseline. Why are people upset? Is there any reason to be upset? Do we really care? Does it really matter? Very straightforward. It all comes down to representation. It's important that everyone and people from all communities, from all ethnicities are able to see themselves in media, in pop culture, in entertainment, but not only that. Also in politics, in employment, in institutions that are in place to serve them. And representation is even more important when you're looking at communities, groups, people that throughout history have been mis or underrepresented systematically. And by casting a woman who can present or pass as belonging to a group that has been highly and overrepresented throughout history, rather than casting someone who looks like the version in the animation, but also that looks like she belongs to a community of people that have been mis or underrepresented. So in this case, Hawaiian people in general but Hawaiian people and Pacific Islanders with um, darker, more indigenous traits than others, you are adding fuel to the fire. Again, we could ask another question. Why is it important? And again, there's layers and levels to it. It matters on like a personal and community level. Representation is known and proven to help with things like confidence, with things like self-esteem, with things like empowerment, with things like pride. Being comfortable, confident and empowered by who you are, by your culture, what helps you seeing other people that look like you around you because if you don't there could be a question of well why not is there a problem with people that look like me it's also important within communities because one of the things that can happen when we have lack of representation and when we're raising children that have low self-esteem or that are raised into thinking that there's potentially something wrong with them or their community is not only do they internalize that and start hating themselves but they start hating their community a very big example of that is how throughout the years anti-black racism has infiltrated black communities and you have a lot of dark-skinned black men now who have completely turned against dark-skinned black women and who believe and perpetuate stigma and stereotypes against black women that contribute to the oppression of people from their own group. And of course, obviously, if people from their own community can turn against each other, then you can imagine how bad it becomes when you mix all of those communities together. Misrepresentation or lack of representation has wider impacts. If you erase communities and only spotlight certain groups, you are creating this narrative that reinforces this idea of some groups being better than others. We live in a society where beauty standards still exist and most of them are unfair and are a reflection of standards that we set as society of which individuals we put at what level. So just reflect how unfair, unequal and oppressive society still is. Because what we've set as the physical norm and also just as the societal norm is rooted in inequality. These unfair beauty and general standards are a consequence of history and here again more specifically of colonialism. And so by misrepresenting and or underrepresenting certain groups, so here we're talking about darker skinned Pacific Islanders, you are reinforcing the racist beauty standards by which lighter skin you are, the more attractive you are. And then, yeah, the last thing that I do want to say is, yes, there is some level of representation. If you think, if you take, again, um, just black people in media, entertainment and pop culture, after a while, you did start having in media, let's say like in movies and TV shows, you did ha start having more black characters. But a lot of the times they were either side characters or they were stereotypical characters. So... Yes, you are bringing in that element of, oh, great, finally someone that looks like me on TV. 
but you're still having them behave in a way that is so stereotypical that you're not giving fair representation. You're giving the opportunity for people to say, oh, they look like me. That's cool. But you're not giving them the opportunity to be like, they sound like me. They behave like me. Oh, they think like me. Oh, some of their struggles are the same. Oh, it's funny. They do this the same as me. Oh, it's funny. They eat the same food as me. That doesn't help with that element of like self-esteem and confidence and understanding, relating to your own culture. But then, and it's the case here with Lilo and Stitch again, you have the exact opposite argument where you are seeing your culture and your ways represented, but the person you're looking at doesn't look like you. And that also doesn't work. It has to be, yes, positive and true to reality and diverse. And yes, she is Hawaiian, but it's, it's, it's the bare minimum. You are literally casting someone to play a Hawaiian person living in Hawaii. But also it's just, unfortunately, due to those beauty standards that are set, due to those norms, whether we still think the same things or whether mentalities have evolved. Like, of course, conversations around race, conversation around racial equality have evolved and thank God they have. But it doesn't mean that the standards and the norms that are set as part of society aren't still rooted in those things that we've evolved from. And therefore, we need to make an effort to completely deconstruct that. But when it comes to beauty standards, yes, of course, we know that deep down you are not more or less attractive depending on the color of your skin. But we know that beauty standards were based on this idea. And we also know that because of that, people will have unconscious biases. So depending on the way you look, depending on the way you talk, depending on the way you behave, sometimes depending on the way you smell, people will have preconceived opinions of you, will have misconceptions about you that is sometimes, yes, fully conscious and overtly racist, but sometimes it's subconscious. But we need to recognize that it exists. So yes, she is a Hawaiian, but when it comes to beauty standards and representation, it goes far beyond what you are. And unfortunately, it has a lot to do with what, what you look like. And only choosing white passing or racially ambiguous people to represent um, people of color in general, or in this case, dark skinned people of color, is absolutely unacceptable. Because by doing that, those unconscious biases that we've talked about continue to exist. It doesn't work because it's a fake sense of representation it's essentially trying to meet people halfway saying that you understand that there's an issue but refusing to fix it and it's just not good enough so yeah we need to have media and entertainment that reflects the diversity of our populations just like in institutions in employment in politics in every aspect of society we need to have representation that reflects the diversity of society you can't overrepresent a certain group and underrepresent another because you are suppressing voices their existence and it's even more important to make sure that you're not misrepresenting people in a community when, here if we go back to the media element, when ethnicity or social identity is a key element of the plot. And that segues perfectly into my next point, which is a lot of people have reacted to the outrage of what is happening happens all the time in adaptations of books or adaptations of animations. Disney has been accused of doing that in the past. This is what people were calling out, whitewashing, colorism. And then a lot of people's response to that was, well, now you understand why we're upset about The Little Mermaid. It's the same thing as what happened with The Little Mermaid. And honestly, I'm so sick of this, but I will say it once. No, it's not. It's not the same thing. It is absolutely not the same thing on so many levels. And I can't believe that we have to have these conversations you can't compare it for two essential reasons number one being that mermaids are mythical creatures mermaids can therefore not be compared to humans they literally do not exist so applying ethnicity and things like such as skin color and like racial identity to a mythical creature is 
really really silly but also we can't really infer what a mermaid looks like because they come from the imagination of people so quite frankly they could look like absolutely anything she could have been blue she could have been black she could have been yellow she could have been pink it doesn't matter it doesn't matter because we don't know what mermaids look like and they don't exist and everybody's going to be okay and no we're not taking away from redheads and we're not taking away from white people it's not taking away from anyone when you still have loads of other things and forms of media and people and in this case disney characters that you can still relate to but we've given one to a community and then the second argument is what i was saying earlier that representation is yes important just in general but it is especially important to give a positive and true to reality representation of certain characters and communities when that community um, and that culture have a significant impact on the plot. People are comparing Lilo and Stitch to The Little Mermaid. When um, it was officially announced that a black woman was cast as The Little Mermaid, loads of people were comparing it and saying like, well, what if Mulan was white? What if Tiana was white? What if who else was it? What if Jasmine was white? And again, here they're saying, well, yeah, it doesn't matter that Nani's white because you've made the, The Little Mermaid black. And in The Little Mermaid, not only is she not real, not only is she not human, at no point does, even if she was like fully human, does ethnicity, this culture influence the plot. And you could say that about a lot of white Disney princesses. They could be from any ethnicity, they could be any skin color, and the plot would still hold and the story would still unfold in the same way. Whether it's with Lilo and Stitch, whether it's with Mulan, whether it's with Jasmine, if you were to cast a white woman in- instead, the plot wouldn't make sense. Half of the story would completely fall apart. Mulan is based in China for one Mulan joins the army you can't rock up to a country and join their army beyond that Chinese culture are integral to the plot are integral to Mulan's life so if you were to cast a white woman the story wouldn't be able to unfold in a way that makes sense same thing with Jasmine where the culture plays a key role in the plot same thing with Lilo and Stitch and same thing with Prince and the the Frog with Tiana so no it's not the same thing at all but the thing is people know I just know I just it pisses me off that we even have to explain that because surely that's just like common sense like no it's not the same thing and again when we talk about social justice and while we talk about inequality whenever we we talk about those systems of oppression you always have the majority and those with most privilege that just pipe up and they're like yeah but you're taking away from me and blah 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 which number one if you're so scared of becoming the minority you've you've identified the problem if we were all actually treated as equals and there wasn't even that sense of majority minority and inequality you wouldn't be that scared that your privilege was taken away you do not want privilege taken away from you because you do not want to be put in the positions that people with less privileged than you are put in but also it's like it's a big spotlight you know there's so much media there's there are so many institutions there's actually enough space for all of us Nobody is asking for to take the spotlight away. With Lilo and Stitch, what people are saying is not we want all the attention to be on us. It's just we want we never have any attention. Can we please just have this? This is the one thing that we had that was ours. Can we keep this? When we talk about whitewashing and colorism and racism more generally, it's not about no, but we want what you guys have. We want to take it away from you. It's we want that too. We want to share the spotlight. It's just saying can we all get on the same level? So it's exhausting that we need to continue to have those conversations. It's crazy how whenever we speak about equality, it's crazy how minority groups, if we want something more, we are always expected to give up something. Why? Why? You have literally so much. You have so much media. You have so many characters that look, sound, 
behave like you, that come from your communities, that you can relate to. Why can't we just have a few? People are so scared of us getting ahead when all we want to do is get to the same level. And this is even me talking as like a light-skinned woman of color. I'm a mixed-race African woman of color. So the level of privilege that I have is already so much greater to my aunts or to any darker-skinned woman of color. And yet I can see the work. I can see that I'm, I'm unequal to my white peers but I can also see that I've got more privilege than my black peers so it's just like there's so much work to be done for us to even get on your level let alone talk about getting above you so yeah I'm gonna leave you on that I hope that makes sense representation matters positive representation matters true to reality representation matters representation of people and their cultures Ariel being black is absolutely not a problem and it's really freaking funny that people that love to call the left uh, or wokeism snowflakes are literally like crying over something like this we need to stop taking away from minority groups enough is enough leave us alone let us live let us be free let us be happy let us love ourselves and love each other let us thrive and we're not trying to take your to steal your seat at the table we're just trying to make one for ourselves for goodness sake understand that it's not because we've come a long way that we're it's good enough we've come a long way because we started in literal hell so coming a long way doesn't mean that we've done enough so yeah that's all for me um i hope you enjoyed this episode um as always if you like please make sure to follow the podcast let me know what you think follow juicy conversations on social media in the meantime i will speak to you all very very soon bye